0: is Harvey RuPaul's Drag Race has a decade of seasons under its belt. I'm gay. Trans, lesbian, fluid, gender genderqueer. This morning, the Supreme Court recognized that the Constitution guarantees marriage equality. Open relationship. But how do you tell your partner about
1: it? <laughs> what a journey, right? But we still need to change. We need to listen. And I'm here to learn. Welcome to Dear Queer People. Queer People. hello 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 <laughs> i'm not saying that because that's the way Rupol entered the workroom in every episode of drag race or because that's the way my best friend Rocco and i say hi to each other <laughs> but hello people um oh my god i know it's been a minute uh but here i am this is a dear queer people welcome to all of you i'm carlos brand Um, quick reminder, um, to follow and subscribe to this podcast, but most important, share with your friends and your social media, tag me, I'll repost it, I promise, I want to connect with you, give it a five-star review, and a writing review on Apple Podcasts as well if you have a couple of extra minutes in your hands, and... I am beyond excited for this week's episode and let me tell you right away why. So I was talking actually with one of my greatest friends and David Stevens, shout out to you about how much pressure we put into ourselves to look in a certain way. Uh, We're doing any type of diet or eating healthier, quotes on that. Um, In my case, I'm eating pizza, french fries, burgers and all that type of... Um, Having food, (laughs) Um, going to the gym, workout, just to what? To try to fit into the mold. Um, So what happened in that process? I think we lost the fun part of doing it. And we definitely lost the good part about taking care of ourselves. To just try to fit the stereotype. If you add to that the anxiety that makes you feel and how depressed you can be for it, that can be another episode for sure. And that makes me think about how much low self-esteem I feel sometimes, about how easy I compare myself to others, to the way they look, the way they talk, the way they walk. I remember a phase of my life that... People were telling me that I sounded too gay or that I was too feminine, especially when I was growing up or when I was a teenager. So I decided to fight back that and practice a more manly voice. Uh, and literally, I went to the gym just to try to look yeah, more masculine. And a big part of the reason people in the LGBTQ community have more mental health issues is not only because they experience higher levels of marginalization from society, uh, but also because it's the intense pressure to be, to look, and to act in a masculine way. I read an article on them that said, um, you have all these social exclusions happening more broadly but also within the queer community itself. We're judging and excluding one another. And of course, I was bullying in high school so I wanted to fit in so badly. And this is no news to anyone who also has been pursuing gay dating apps where um, one after comes across men advertising themselves as straight acting, mass for mass, mass top, whatever. And the stereotypes come to the surface stronger than ever. Twink, Mosley, Daddy, Bear, Wolf. Um, it's just an excuse to just keep labels off and another's. But all came from not accepting myself or believing that I'm not enough or I wasn't enough, for not being happy the way I look, the shape of my body. And it's something that today I'm still working on. And it all starts, I don't know, when you grow up, um, the ways you were raised, religions, everything, the the cultural environment as well. It's incredible to know that almost the 40% of LGBTQ students are physically Bullet, and more than the 25 percent are at chase because of their gender expression not to mention cyberbullying bullying or body shaming so gay men who are more gender non-conforming struggle more frequently with self-esteem and experience high levels of depression and anxiety hey if this doesn't alarm you or makes you think about it i don't know where is your head right now or maybe i do and i don't want to talk about it <laughs> And here we are just exposing all of this because of what? Pop culture, parties, uh, circuit, um, porn, social clubs, try to fit in. We learn how to be part of this type of person and everyone forgot about the essentials. And if this is not alarming enough, this inner battle can lead anyone to not seek help self-medicating, committing suicide, abuse in relationship, and so many different type of things that it can be so hard to discover, so hard to process, and so hard to actually acknowledge to that first step that could be, hey, I need help. So talking with David makes me think, fuck, why are we doing this to each other? Why is this sense of self-care ruined? Where is the fun? I always said that for example I don't know I go to workout and in a way of self-care but lies I start workout to fit in and it took me a long process to accept myself and to be okay with whatever bothers me this weekend actually I felt completely off I compared myself to people because also alert to this sometimes is the only thing that we talk about um, Check the conversation that you can have with your friends uh, and sometimes it can be just gym diet, uh, boys, and, and our world get consumed just by it. We have to look good, period. We don't want to be feminine, we can't be fat, and we can be more than just perfect. So with this intro, I want to create a safe space where we can talk about the gay stereotype and for this episode in this topic in particular i invite someone that i saw on tv around i don't know six years ago blurring the lines between masculinity and feminine and portraying that beauty comes in any shape Corey weight it's in this episode of dear queer people where we sit down to talk about this kind of stereotypes and how important it is to do the inner process, the inner journey about discovering yourself and find the true you. Corey is a model actor, singer, songwriter, and an LGBTQ activist. He's best known because he was in the top three of season 20 of America's Next Top Model. And he was the first openly gay male participating in the show. I don't know if you guys watch America's Next Top Model. I have to say that I watched it completely all till Nile Demarco won. Uh, um, and I was obsessed, of course, growing up with Tyra Banks, and 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 the and the TV reality show was starting that journey, uh, to become what it is right now. Uh, but specifically this season, the 20th um, cycle was unique because it was the first time that Tyra allowed both men and women to compete against each other for the very first time. And through the show, Corey was um, in an inner self discover about who he was, but he was also um, criticized uh, for fellow male models and especially uh, from the judges as well for being too feminine or having a lack of masculine poses in his photo shoots. And look, what it matters is after all these years, he pursued his passion in entertainment, but most important, he become a voice for the LGBTQ equality and especially gender fluid and non-binary queer folks. So, dear queer people, take a seat. It's going to be a very cool, interesting and fun talk with Corey Waite. And in the words of Christina Aguilera and Linda Perry, Don't forget that we are beautiful, no matter what they say. To my beautiful, dear queer people, I am sitting down here with a human being that he doesn't remember like a lot of guys in New York. Uh, We just, we met uh, through the Fluid Project that it is a mindset, it is a community, It is a family and um, when I saw him of course I recognized him right away because I watched America's Next Model a few years ago back when I was living in Madrid I think it was the first season with uh, boys and girls and uh, he become an entertainer he become um, an activist he become uh, I, I have to say that he become his true self as well and we know the model part, we know um, the influencer part, but um, I'm sitting down here with Corey
0: Wade. Hello. Yes, how are you doing, Carlos? I am so
1: happy to have you here because I am um, thrilled to have a conversation with you. It was very random, I'm gonna share that with you guys. I was walking down Brooklyn, and then I saw him walking in the gym, and I literally chased him. And stalk him and say, hey, so sorry, but I know you before and I would like to record another episode with you.
0: It was, yeah, I it think was, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it happened. <laughs>
1: it was literally that. Uh, I have to, I like, I have to do it.
0: Yeah, no, but I appreciate you coming up. It was, like, really sweet, actually. Um, You were very complimentary, I remember, and, um, yeah, I was with my boyfriend, and I remember him being like, who is this guy running up on you? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but since we've actually gotten more familiarized with your work and what you do, and we listened to your podcast uh, together, me and my boyfriend, and we loved it. We loved it so much, yeah. We listened to the episode with uh, Jiggly Caliente, who we both love, so yeah.
1: (laughs) Jiggly, shout out to you, my love, Bianca. We love you. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm sitting there with Cody because um, I think we need, we want to like talk about a lot of things. Uh, But I was amazed with uh, Cody because we went in the back and forward uh, about creative uh, ideas about this podcast, and he sent me a beautiful email. Uh, about gender, about identity, about finding himself, and and because this is a conversation between friends, I I never wanted to interview people, and that's it. You know, this is a way of also express yourself this way, in a Madonna way. Um, so you grew up in Philly, uh, you live in London, and you come by to to live in New York. When was that moment that you? you feel that you think that uh you were becoming who you were
0: oh wow well my journey of self discovery was just ongoing from you know a very young age uh but I would say like the first time I really really stepped into myself was uh I think when I turned 21 and that was when I performed in drag for the first time. Yeah, I told you a little bit about this before. You know, growing up, I was more excited about turning 21 so that I could legally, you know, perform in bars uh, more so than I was excited about being able to legally drink. I was just excited, um, you know, to get out into this culture, to be immersed into the culture of just, like, queerness, unapologetic queerness, fearlessness. Um, I, I... Did not expect to learn the life lessons that I learned during my experience with drag, um, which was very brief, by the way. Um,
1: (laughs) So no audition for season 13 of Drag Race. Oh, no, no, no. That is
0: not my MO. That's not my goal. I think a lot of people who have dug into the archives of my past before who it is I am now um, were confused and were like, oh, Corey's going to try to... Audition for Drag Race. Ooh, Corey thinks he's a fierce drag queen. Corey's, uh, but that's not true. I always knew I was busted. I was just having fun with <laughs> I was just having fun with it, you know what I mean? Um, and I learned a lot of valuable life lessons. There's a lot to learn from drag queens. Um, they're yeah. just incredible, uh, just fearless, just ferocious, uh, you know, effervescent life forces who are living their truths unapologetically. And my experience with drag was my exposure to that. And uh, I learned a lot about, you know, my fierce inner, I would like to say. Yeah. And then I was able to integrate that fierce inner into my existence as Corey. And that gave me the confidence to get out into the world and to... You know, shoot for the stars, so to speak, and eventually I found myself myself on America's Next Up Model. Um, yeah, these building blocks that kind of led me into this space that I'm in now—they—they—they they, they stretch way far back.
1: Do you think that um, well uh, explore yourself through the drag? And shout out to all drag queens all around the world. Not n- not to the ones that are in drag race or the ones that have a platform. Every single performing in this world deserve um, because it's a hard work to do and it's so so fun to do. So, do you think that through that process of um, let's say the way to get to know yourself through drag or to performing and then attach to what Cody was because drag allows you to uh, show up in a different way in a different w- version of yourself to allow allow yourself to become that person that you have in your mind and when was it that, that part that you actually integrate them
0: it's like it's like this Like Corey was always there You know what I mean And my drag persona Was just kind of Giving me the tools I needed to really Step into my full Coreyness. <laughs> you know what I mean Corey-ness Let's yeah. trademark that Or like my meanness. <laughs> uh-huh. You know My sense of self My sense of being developed In a way I never expected Just because of The attributes I was able to Integrate into You know yeah. My real life And That Those traits Were just that Of uh, fearlessness and that self-awareness that was just so sure and confident. Like, I knew exactly who I was, you know what I mean? Um, Or at least I thought I did, and then there was more to learn later, as there always is, because we're constantly building, growing, and developing. But yeah, I, I just put myself out there in a way I never had before, and America's Next Up Model was the thing that, like, broke for me, you know? It's the thing that happened for me. Along the way, I did a lot of cool things, but they weren't of that magnitude. It wasn't, like... Anything I'd ever done before, because the whole world was seeing me, you know, for the first time, and really hearing my voice. Um, is that w-
1: was overwhelming for you? Um, I, I mean, see. America, America's next model. It was, I mean, I mean, amazing. Uh, if no one has seen uh, Terra Banks, please go and get a master class or smicing of a lot of uh, tips, Actually, not even to model <laughs> to actually exist um but you jump in the very first um boys and girls season after 19 seasons and you were kind of like the want the to be in that between no gender but at least identity to be feminine but masculine at the same time and also erase that line right in front of the world
0: yeah i didn't know that that was what i was doing. I didn't know at the time that that is what I was there to do. Um, But yeah, that's what it turned out to be. Um, This was six years ago, mind you, so my actually being on the show. Um, And looking back, when I first got the news that I was going to do it, it was like I was doing it because I wanted to be famous. Like I wanted to like, you know, I just wanted people to know who I was. I wanted to, as I said earlier, get myself out there in a way I never had before. Um, but it morphed into something else. My reasoning for being there. And it didn't happen during my time on the show necessarily. It was what happened after, you know, it, it was after realizing that people around the world were hearing my story and relating. Um, so, you know, to sort of talk about a and a little bit. It was like this. They mm-hmm. they really harped on my gender. You need to give <laughs> us the tea. Well, I mean, y- you saw it. Yeah. it. Everything that you saw is what... Happened, Whatever. And if anyone didn't see, and I don't blame you because, again, this was six years ago. It's on Hulu. You can look back. But, you know, six years ago, we didn't have the language that we have now to talk about gender yeah. identity, to talk about gender fluid um, experiences, uh, to talk about gender, really. Um, and we just didn't have a queer vernacular the way that we do now, so it was kind of a struggle. Yeah, you
1: know I mean? we didn't have also um, queer representation yeah, like well, we have it, right now. I mean, we
0: we, we did. We did yeah. I mean, I, Miss J came from America's Next Time Model no, for like, sure. This but, is what, it's kind of funny though because this is why I thought I was gonna really sail and feel safe in that environment because growing up as a young queer kid miss j was one of the people who made me feel like right in my skin like oh well if she exists and she's kicking ass and you know taking over the world then why can't i as a young queer femme gay boy uh but i didn't expect to be met with the criticism i was met with uh i was criticized for my gender identity for my gender expression and I was forced to focus in on it and to talk about it Mm. in a way that I never had to before because my family was always so supportive and accepting of who I was. My mom uh, is, like, fully liberal. encouraged me to seek spiritual truths on my own terms and to express myself authentically. Um, You know, she's... My dad is white, so my mom and my dad... My mom's black, and they had to fight for the validation of their love because they were together at a time where their respective families were at odds because of their races, you know? And I I, I kind of feel like, for me, I, I've always felt like I had free range to be myself and that I was right and that I was okay. Messaging that a lot of young people don't receive in general. Um, so, yeah, it was a shock because I, that that show inspired me. You know, it was a shock. But it was still a beautiful experience. I'm not trying to take it away from like the, the good that it brought into my life because the bounties are many it was like so prosperous and uh, you know i just really transformative it changed me forever and yeah but the real change took place after i started to hear stories from kids around the world who could relate to my story I
1: think when when I said to you that we don't we didn't have by the moment well you said it we haven't talked about um, gender in that moment or identity we just knew about female and male that's it and and, and of course you see people like Miss J uh, in a representation way but you are Corey from Philly who is the regular one that is walking through us you know mm-hmm. and and the fact of seeing someone coming in and so authentic and so secure about who you were by the moment as well was very inspiring either way that you needed to focus in that I think it makes you um, impact a lot of people like I remember you and I don't remember anyone I mean it's from American Sex Model, I think there's like, I don't know, 22 seasons, 23 seasons. And I remember a few and you are one of them because of that. Yeah. And, and, and that should mean something towards, um, a lot of people, but also it should be overwhelming for you.
0: It is. It's, uh, still a little bit unreal, but it's, it's not lost on me. You know, I definitely have, I've, I've taken, the experience and I sort of like ran with it like my inner activist woke so to speak like there was a, a fire lit under me it wasn't like um yeah it wasn't just something that i was like oh whatever no like i really i i feel like there was a yeah like a fire lit in me after that there's nothing there's and it reflects in my work today i actually am a sex educator today i teach queer-based sex education in schools uh, around New York for, wow. yeah, for grades five through seven uh, with a non-for-profit uh, called Star Serving Teens Through Arts and Resources, um, in which I get to talk to kids about gender identity, sexuality, self-expression, uh, oh, safe sex, all of that stuff. Um and queer-based sex education did not exist, you know, <laughs> six we years didn't ago. We uh, yeah, at all. No, it's still it's kind of a, you know.
1: Yeah, it is. It it is. And not, not only for kids. Um, I was telling you how I jump into, for uh, for example, working with the Fluid Project, and um, and it was the first time. What two years ago that I hear? Oh, I'm a non-binary person. I'm like, um, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I, you what? <laughs> um, or hey my pronouns are these ones and this is something small for all the queer edu- education that we should have or at least know and, and in the moment it was also like very overwhelming because I'm a, I'm, I just knew about gay men and of course my lesbian sisters my transgender community, yeah. bisexual but that's it and we get overwhelmed by it by it as well Well,
0: because we didn't grow up with the tools and language to actually talk about it you know my mission going forward is to equip young people with the tools with the vocabulary to talk about it so that it is never something that we need to feel afraid of or confused about or I don't even want it to be something that people need to work through necessarily I just want to put out messaging that lets kids know that they are okay from the jump no matter how they feel no matter who they are um no matter how they want to identify or not identify i mean i don't have a preferred gender pronoun when people ask me my gender pronouns i say i'm pronoun indifferent you can call me whatever you really want to call me as long as it doesn't something mean um but that's just because i don't care i know that i'm fully fine and well and right in the skin that i'm in and i I I just want to put that same messaging out for other people in the world, and that's nothing against the trans community or anybody who feels the need to transition in that way. Because I think this society, this dense, you know, life that we live, is uh, very, very challenging and tumultuous. uh, It's a tumultuous thing to navigate, and um, I think that for eons, uh, gender has meant so much for us, and it's been a thing that has been really confining and it's a uh, it's always been something to live up to you know uh and in order to survive and in order to preserve our mental health i think you know sometimes it is important and imperative to transition you know from the inner to the outer and go through all of that just so that you are fully you you know <laughs> like i get it but for me and for the kids to come i would i really want people to know that they're right, that they're okay, that they don't need to do anything or change anything about themselves, that they're fucking beautiful, because they are, you know, we all are, and I think that the greatest misconception of humanity is the false standard of beauty, you know, that's the greatest misconception of humanity, I think, because there really isn't anything to live up to, like, you're you're gonna be fine, you are fine, and yeah, that's just the bottom line, my M.O. and what I want to put out into the world. You know, I'll say it over and over. Uh,
1: over I'm going to vote for you after this. Because, nah. <laughs> my God. Um, do you think that... Um, well, um, I grew up in a way, in, in, in a very Catholic way, and a very boy way. Um, I never wanted to... Uh, Play with dolls, I always identify myself as a boy, but I knew since I was a kid and since I was a very young, I don't know, five, that I was different. Let's say different so you can be understanding, but I wasn't, I was very normal. Uh, There's nothing wrong to, or different, because I'm gay or because you're gay. Um, So I knew that part. Uh, and then I grew up with a very um, uh, machista, let's call it that way, machista, culture. Machista. That? Machismo. Oh,
0: machismo. Yeah, oh, okay. it's
1: it's 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 very. It, it's one. a very cultural part of 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 who we were mm-hmm. back in Latin America as well. Yeah. Um. So, where do you think that that um, because now talking about gender and equality and 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 non-conforming and non-binary. We having all this spectrum of of possibilities now, yeah. but we're still dealing with a toxic masculinity. And sometimes, as a gay man, we go there as well. And 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 because we that's why we were taught to you know how we how we can be more um um I don't know like how we can be more. Clear about it because we're very sexualized, especially with our community in terms of oh you're a must top, you're a poor bottom, oh, or 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 if you are too femme, I'm not into you. If you are too flamboyant, you know what I mean. Yeah, and we yeah. just lost sense of identity and who we are as a human beings.
0: Well, just, and it's a very confusing thing to me because I feel like the queer mission at large is to step into a place of authenticity to tear down the standards, right? But for whatever reason in doing so, we seem to have perpetuated our own standards within our communities. So, yeah, like we may have been able to break away from the standard for what it means to be a man in certain aspects. But in doing so, we've perpetuated and created really new standards about what it means to be a gay man, what it means to be a femme gay man, what it means to be just a queer person some in some cases what it means to be a trans person Mm -hmm. you know I've talked to trans people who deal with the same bullshit that there are standards to live up to in that community is a it's it's a, a absurdity to me you know because it's all about bringing people to a common place of understanding of uh uplifting one another for their true qualities that root deeper Way way deeper from what we've been trained to perceive as the norm, you know. And I think yeah, I think it's a real it's a real struggle. And I don't know the answer, but I have an inclination that we might want to look deeper yeah. into the complexities of ourselves of of who we are. Who are we really? You know what I mean? That's it, it's not it. it the standards of a of the trans community are mind-boggling to me we praise and applaud the most seemingly successful transition by saying oh well she looks the most like the ca- a categorical woman now she's she's the most femme passing so she wins in the tr- race of transness but it's like no you can't you can't negate and neglect all of the other different types of people there are out there and it doesn't diminish their transness or it doesn't diminish their beauty you know if if their transition doesn't meet this like this cosmetic standard that's just not real and the same goes for gay men you know like it, it's a shame that i think a lot of the loudest voices in the gay community will tell us that it needs to look a certain way. It needs to be a certain way in order for it to be beautiful in order for it to be right. Uh, That's definitely something I've struggled with.
1: I think also we are very sexualized by it as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You did say so. And I agree. I mean, it's hard now we are moving into this age of like free love. And I know polyamory is on the rise and everybody's talking about it. Even RuPaul talked about it in an interview, but we (laughs) have, but we have to be careful with that too, because if, that is the new standard that we're living up to or or like if that's the new standard we're creating then that gives us something that we might sometimes feel like we have to live up to you know why is the fact that I'm monogamous with my boyfriend when I bring it up in gay circles frowned upon it's true like people will be like ugh like faces will twist and be like how that's not even possible like that's not a real thing you know or like you're you're Uh, Corey, you're feeding into the lie of monogamy. People need to step off with that. I'll tell you right now. I am a person who doesn't have the emotional wherewithal, the emotional capacity to give myself to multiple people. Now, I respect that a person can be of that creed. I mean, it's beautiful. I love it. You know, I love love. But we also have to protect our energies. And for me, I don't. I've, I've been burnt in the past by people. And I just, I'm just not a person who wants to be open to the... Saints. You know what I mean? Like I,
1: I think when when when, when you mentioned like the fact that RuPaul is talking about it, for example, I say finally, because we need to talk that about those true. things.
0: We need to talk we about We
1: need it. to talk about those things. So yeah. It's not because I am polyamorous when I'm not, but I'm not because I am in the same way as you. I'm very more reserved with my energy and the of the people or the energy of the time that I... I'm dealing with someone, but one thing that I can take from this is the fact of um, we feel pressure by it and for it. And I'm not talking just with polyamorous. I'm talking about with a lot of things that can happen in another spectrum that can maybe we feel pressure because we're talking about it and we need to understand it and we need to go with it because all, all the people are going. I remember when the first person that I met here in New York, I have a relationship. Um, oh, I want to go in an open relationship. I'm like, an open what? Yeah. And I have to figure it out through friends that were open. First of all, what is that? How is it play? um what's going on with there and then going into an internal journey let's say a journey um to actually understand myself emotionally if i'm capable of it, 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 this process is, it's a moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have to be honest with ourselves, and that takes an inner dialogue that not all of us are willing to have. I think a lot of people, queer people, people in general, yeah. are just quick to say, you know what, this is what it is, the standard, and I'm gonna try to live up to that. I don't know why they do this. Maybe it's because they want to be hip. Maybe it's because they want to believe in this progression. And so they'll just throw themselves to it. And by all means. Um, yeah. they, oh, they want to, they
1: want to feel that they're a, a, a part of it yeah. or their feet, well, yeah. or they can feed on it. A
0: part of the movement, yes. the revolution, yes. the love revolution or whatever. But we do need to find ourselves in sincerity. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing. So it's not just like a snap decision. Like, oh, yeah, it's totally cool, like, whatever. No, you, like, we're here on this earth to figure it out, and that is a process. It's a constant practice. It's a constant inner dialogue that needs to be constantly taking place. And if you don't honor that, and if you just kind of, like, if you don't go within, then you're going to go without. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's a... I feel like I read that somewhere. It sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a quote. That's not
1: even... We can we can we can put it in those, a, those in a song on your next words. song.
0: But yeah, we yeah. If you want it to be real, then then do the work. You know, really get to know you. That's that's all. That
1: that's some that's something that um, I have to go and have to build my own narrative as well, and get to know myself in um, in an emotional part, but also in a sexual part. Mm-hmm as a gay man getting into a city like, like New York and and find myself that maybe the things that I used to like I don't like it anymore and I want to explore more but do you think that um, we are very and, and talking about um, all these things we're very a stereoty- a stereotype into kind of like a category yeah. because yeah we're fan top or Mastop top or power bottom talking about not sexual well I'm non-conforming no gender or non-binary and then our community become a bunch of letters yeah and one thing that you just said is something that I love hey you know what I'm Corey you just call me whatever you want it doesn't matter if it's not something that is going to respect me and it's, it's not going to be something awful, you know? Right. You are a universal person. Yeah. When we lost that part because now I can, I feel that we are we're a label.
0: Well, I think it's because this world has a way of fooling us into thinking that we need to fit, you know? Um, and that's our process of like trying to define everything is sort of a means for us to feel like we fit to feel like we're all right to feel like we're okay we all want to be okay and if we don't fit then we feel like we're not okay so yeah it's it's kind of like it, it's kind of like what like what what are you going to allow to kind of hurt you in a sense um like when somebody gets it wrong or whatever and that and for me like the pronoun indifferent thing was just kind of my defense mechanism in that regard just to say you know what? You could say anything you want about me and it's just not really going to matter. I mean, people growing up used to call me girly all the time. They always just say, oh, you act like a girl. You sound like a girl. Um, so I thought, hey, wouldn't it be powerful to kind of like rework that and say, you know what? Fine, I am a girl if you want to call me that.
1: But that's beautiful you know? because th- I think there's a part of you that cannot own it. I, for example, when I grow up, I rejected it. So yeah. I become. The opposite, I was very flamboyant. I was very out when I was in high school. I was doing the choreographies of the cheerleaders, like, I was very out and I didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But that makes me feel bully and all the stuff that we all the time as a gay man or as a queer community grow up with, and um. It makes me reject it to the point till the point that I'm, you know what? When I grow up, I'm going to become a hunk daddy. Yeah. And I'm going to be very flurry and, be, and, be, and, be, and being big and very masculine. Mm-hmm. And till that point that I, I, I understand that I was just try to fit. Trying to fit. Yeah, Try to yeah. fit and, and try to, to, to put myself into a mold.
0: Yeah. So the inner dialogue is what can alleviate that stress. You know what I mean? And it's got to be real. You know, it's not an easy conversation. The conversation that we have with ourselves, no, it's not. It's hard because you kind of have to look at the thing that you've been trained to hate about yourself. You have to assess that. And you have to be patient with yourself. You have to be forgiving of yourself. You have to be good to yourself. You got to love yourself. There's so much truth in that. Um, And, you know, I hear you. Like, I really do hear you. I feel like you are like sound and you know, strong and aware of who you are today. So you can decide today and you can decide every day. I'm gonna make the choice to do this thing like authentically. I'm gonna be real with myself and with the world because you only get one shot. We get such a short time to inhabit this earth. So you've got to do it true, you know? Um, and yeah, like the, the, I wanna say the, pronoun and different thing for me it was my defense mechanism and everybody's defense mechanism is going to be different you know so for those who are um transitioning or have transitioned i say more power to you because we have to do what we need to do to survive and to you live our truths you know what i mean and for everybody it's going to be so very different we also at the same time have to make space for the complexities therein. There are so many different types of humans. There is no end to our complexities, right? And it can change too. So we have to give permission uh, for that. <laughs> as well which is a, a crazy thing because you you get so far and you'll think oh you know I know myself I feel like I've got it figured out and then you're like oh wait whoa what is this what is this because we're changing we're constantly changing it's like this ebb and flow and we are we're all fluid man like it's just yeah it it it's so crazy I mean even like I, my advice to people who think they've got it figured out is to think again because you never really do you know it's it's like a constant practice constant
1: It's something that I all the time was, I've been very vocalized about it. Once I moved to New York, I have to erase everything that I knew about myself. Of course, I got my base, but I have to um, rename myself in different ways. And every time that I have a a different experience, every time you're learning. So if I can take the words of Corey and say, hey, you know what, just don't reject the change. Yeah. Because it's something it's the most natural thing that ever can happen to a human being, so don't reject the chance to to be not become who you are to actually experience something you don't know because I don't know. You are not going to that party that you want to go, and maybe you met someone that just challenged you even more. And now you're coming home to with another perspective, maybe about another topic. I don't know, yeah. but I just be open to And I think you uh, has been very vocalized about that and about uh, putting the efforts to to become your authentic self. Where where are you right now? Where is Corey, right now are you fully there i'm not saying that um you're not gonna change Uh, the change is there and you're gonna find yourself every day that you wake up um are you in this point that you can say hey i am totally okay with who i am
0: well there's two parts to that because i totally i'm okay with who i am but i'm definitely not totally there I don't think any of us are as long as we're tethered to these bodies how can we be you know because this is just a a, (laughs) this is just a version of me right here in this space and time today um I'm ever changing I'm constantly growing I'm eventually going to leave this body as we all are so that there lets you know that I'm going to transform that we're all still bound to transform this is a never-ending thing you know there's no point where you're just like, oh, yeah, got it. We're done. Because we're not done, like, as long as we're here. This is a life experience that is uh, sort of a, I don't know. It's kind of, you can even, I think, I want to say this. You can even hear in how I talk about it. You know what I mean? I am a very scatterbrained speaker because I'm trying to just, like, let these words, like, go through me. And, like, I'm not trying to control my uh, my speech with you. And I I never do, except for when I'm with my kids, because I kind of have to edit myself when I'm teaching and stuff. But I also do, like, um, talks at uh, colleges and universities in the the Midwest, yeah, which is totally amazing. It's, like, my favorite, because these people um, in Central America, a lot of them, have never had the chance to talk about things like this. You know what I mean? (laughs) Kids in New York, you'd be surprised. They're very... Up on it, like that like spirit, like they they know the truth you know about who they are, because I feel like the messaging we 're we 're imparting to our youth in New York and a lot of schools is like you 've got it you 're right, which is beautiful, to encourage kids um, and empower kids to let them know that whatever they 're feeling is is true, and feelings equal truth, and you just got to go with it, I love it, but you know, um yeah, so I'm, I kind of like word vomit on this stuff because I think it's. Uh, this, this, this subject matter can be kind of abstract, right? And it, I guess, yeah, abstract, because there really is no end to what we really are, this experience. Um, and it's uh, it's wild. So the words are all we have to kind of articulate it or to get as close to the truth as we can, but we never will, you know? And I think we have to make peace with that. Mm-hmm. But it's all we can do to try and you know, word vomit out our feelings until we get super, super, super close. But in doing that, we also have to be accepting and we have to receive everything that everybody else has to say and everything that everybody else feels. We have to honor. Um... Yeah. So where I'm at right now, <laughs> to answer your question, to answer your it's, question, is that
1: that type of multiverse type of question <laughs> that I just drop no, but, Yeah.
0: No. To answer your question, instead of just like word vomiting at you, I am. I mean, I'm into it, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I'm at a great place. Okay. You know because that's I think, awesome. Yeah, because I think I'm I'm receptive to the never ending potential and depth to the truth.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. We'll take that. <laughs> Do you think that you can analyze your energy and you can analyze everything that you are um experienced before through now through your kids and classes and give away to your community. Uh but also in different ways of art. I know that you are a musician as well, that you yeah. uh you're more than performers, you're seeing Um, where is that power coming from and do you think that you use a lot of that fuel to put that into it because I'm all the time saying and again vocalize about it I wish I can sing or be a performer because I will be a pop star
0: yes swear to God (laughs) I love music I, I sing because I love it you know it's just joy to me and I gotta be happy So I'm gonna sing And for anyone who doesn't like it I'm sorry It's gonna keep happening It it does play a a part in my professional life too It does pay my bills in a sense I actually sing in one of those 15 piece uh, event bands Oh wow Yeah with Hank Lane Entertainment Like every weekend So I do these four hour gigs where I sing cover music Um Um Okay, I want to go. <laughs> well, they're private events, like you know. I'll like, get a great. ticket I, somewhere. Sometimes I think of weddings. Like I'm one of those people. That's you know true. what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> really weddings? I You'd have to like join a country club. You could join a country club, okay, and then maybe know. my oh, will maybe, come and perform, oh maybe maybe
1: crash maybe uh, do a wedding crash or something. yeah. <laughs> Money that a word? Yeah. I don't know. You get it.
0: So, but I do that because I really, I, I want to love my work. You know what I mean? And I love to sing. So I'm like, I can make money this way. This is beautiful. I also model. I'm still doing that. Uh, and then, oh yeah, w- but with music, I'm like writing my own music.
1: So you're you canalizing everything or part of your things through this art.
0: I am. I'm, but it's like, it's not. You know what? I don't talk about, like, spirit enough in my music, though. I really don't. I That's one thing that I need to work on. Be- well, maybe it's an escape. Maybe it's says escape. Music
1: can yeah. be also like, a, hey, you know what? I'm talking about my spirit and who I am and finding myself and all this bullshit as well. Every day, they can also can be overwhelming and heavy. You know what? I'm going to use my music to just talk about maybe silly things and I just do. create. And I just do. create and that's all. It's just my escape.
0: I like to sing about love and like sex and just like fun things, um, things that make me happy. You know what? I think that's okay though because yeah. everything, of yeah, course, yeah, of is okay. Course it's okay because music in and of itself is like, A spiritual thing so why wouldn't you want to sing about like the joy in your life you know the things that make you happy the things that make you feel good you know it is soulful in that regard so whatever Um, (laughs) what what is what is
1: the next plans for you in terms of creating and and moving forward I was so very surprised about your classes and about everything that you do for your kids what else what do you see doing that you haven't done yet?
0: There's a lot. There are some big things happening. Um, with the non for profit organization I'm working with, uh, Star, we are doing a performance, actually, at like a presentation, so to speak, at this UN Youth Plenary. It's the first of its kind. Um, Kids from all around the world, in places where the legislation and different religious beliefs sort of impede their own sexual or self just uh, discovery, um, they're wow. all yeah they're all going to be coming together to kind of like share their stories. And my organization is doing a. Presentation slash performance thing. Oh, my God.
1: Um, you are in, in in the lead of the performance. No, I'm not. I'm, oh, really? I'm not. I'm directing oh, wow. it.
0: So this is... I have to talk about the model. Yes, directing. Yeah. So the model of the nonprofit I work for is like this, right? I go in as a facilitator to these classes, and then I have these actors who are playing the ages of these kids. Oh. So in a lot of cases, like, I have actors who are, like, playing kids who are going through puberty or are going through like a sexual moment of self-discovery or whatever and they act out these scenes in the classroom and then I facilitate a conversation about what we just saw in the scene you know what I mean so I'm I'm doing something like that um, At the UN But minus the facilitation It's just gonna be me Like working with my actors To kind of put together A presentation to present It's gonna be really nice A presentation to present I'm like a really bad <laughs> no. I've never done a podcast before I'm sorry I'm like so you, no, you're perfect. I, I feel like I'm nervous and I'm shaking And I'm word vomiting a lot No way. that's awesome
1: Because like, I feel that You feel passionate about it Yeah I'm very you're, passionate it, You're kind of like me when, when I'm talking about Something that I feel passionate about just like puking and information and talking fast I'm like hey um, I'm sorry but it's English please no
0: yeah (laughs) that's so me I do this all the time and people yeah Yeah, it's but you should know like when I'm teaching I'm much more composed because there's a bit of a script and like I know where I'm gonna go you know what I mean Um, but when I do interviews like Oh my gosh! Have you ever done like a panel, like where you have to talk? On a... Well, I
1: know that you do though. Oh,
0: I do, and I fail every time. But why? I always, I always, why well, don't fail? Everyone always tells me I do a great job, but like I never. You were doing something for Fashion Week as well. Yeah, like with, yeah. with equipment, um, yeah. and the Fluid Project, yeah. we actually did a uh, a campaign, like a joint, a collaboration or whatever, and they had me speak on this panel, uh, like about what the campaign meant to me and I just was like I like f- it went foggy and I just said words like emotional like lovey words and I it, it's not at all what I intended to say I forget what it was I like I know at one point I like started talking about my family I'm like what does this have to do with the clothes I was like I love my mom so much <laughs> like <laughs> Corey but you know Sorry,
1: focus here
0: no I can never I like yeah
1: what do you think that um, is the defined way of queer beauty? Because you, I think you are, well, you're a beautiful human uh, physically and, and a soul and your personality and the way you're, and your passion and, and what you feel. Um, but us as a queer community, we are so stereotyped. Um, what do you think that that's the, what's where's the line where we can be just, it's like um, Shakira Hall um, in one of the episodes in, in, in this podcast, she said, "You know what? In terms of drag, I I want to see a Brooklyn queen going and working with a Manhattan queen, and I want to see a muscle daddy talking with maybe a twin boy, and and, and going normally like she with that she wants wants that you." unity of the community itself to just yeah. doesn't give a fuck who you are yeah. or how you look like. Just talk or just connect with people. But we're all the time oh that this person is for Brooklyn. Oh this person is very twinky for me. And uh, where is the beauty line? Knowing that all the background that you have with it as
0: well. It's just like we have to do a better job of seeing people beyond these archetypes. You know? You the moment that you say I want to see a what did you say, beefy daddy? Like yeah. what, what? are you? A hunky dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, careful! how
1: hug hunky dad.
0: Oh, what? the moment you see a hunky, the moment you you describe somebody as that, you diminish the yeah. depths. To who they really are There's so much more than that They are not a hunky Beefy dad Nobody is You know what I mean That's the truth And I'm so sick and tired Of us like Complaining about the- <laughs> These archetypes But not doing anything about it I laugh when I hear them If somebody calls me a twink I I I'm- mean I'm-, I'm-, I'm either gonna laugh or I'm just gonna punch you in the face. No, I'm not gonna do it. Either. No, but I don't entertain it because it's just not true. That's just not who I am. I don't think anybody calls me that actually, which is funny because like, wh- what even is it? What is a twink? It's a it could be like
1: a like a very um, well, uh, young, um, beautiful, clean face. Young, beautiful uh, face.
0: You're right. So like,
1: uh, and and thin, and 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 it looks like a young boy.
0: Right. So. I guess I fit that archetype, but nobody calls me that. And I think it's because of the walk I walk. You know what I mean? I know. The that. walk I walk. I yeah. No, I just know that I'm not that. that. So the walk I walk is like be- deeper than a freaking a twink. I don't like that word. It implies like that. I don't know. I don't, the implication is that you're just like this shallow, like ditzy airheaded, like sex toy. Right? Aren't all of these words? It's just—it's just it's, just, these words it's have just, to do with sex, right? Like I've heard them like back when I was using like grinder. Well, yeah, m- like same with my boyfriend. Like that's where I hear that cr- that crap
1: a little bit, but it's it's a way of um um it's, uh, yeah uh, twink muscle daddy uh, stuff like that, or it can be um uh, we are so caught up in these labels and and well t- talking about apps uh searching like it it's like I don't know how we can like what you can do besides what you're doing educating the kids because I believe that that is the age goal for this thing Yeah. Um.
0: I don't like the terms. I. Say, I don't like the terms. I'm sorry. I say get rid of them all. Ah, no. I feel like they're gonna be they're gonna be gay people like who hate yeah, me for like, that because coming after us. No, they love them. We cling to our terminology and like how we can identify classify. Yeah, like people. leather people, like, like the, oh, the beard. Oh, you know, like I'm, yeah, a, I'm a, f- like, <laughs> like no, no. You're we, a human. And being. It's a be- It's a. You it's, are a wealth of experience. You are. A complex Intricate Loving light And you Deserve more merit Than To be called A beefy Honky dad A beefy honky twink <laughs> Dad Otter uh, What is another one Let's just throw uh, them out Like a
1: Like a fan flamboyant Fairy, Furry well, Furry Well furry Maybe, yeah. maybe they want yeah. To be called
0: that Cause don't they like Also like the, the,
1: the, the, the Bears Also
0: Bears Then there's also Yeah They they The community kind of like They're like they take. You know they, what? they like the names. They love it, they and love also they it.
1: create like a, a a flag of. It's like very like like, it, pride. There are flags. There are flags. It's an identity, but at the same time, the identity it's blurring the lines of what's gonna oh. be being human and being beautiful, oh. and then we get into the stereotype, and then it's a circle, babe. I guess it's it like is. This.
0: A I guess it's like this. You have the right to call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. As we all do. You know what I mean? Like, I can say I'm pronoun indifferent. You can say your... What are your pronouns, Carlos?
1: My um, pronouns are he, his, him. Okay,
0: beautiful. We're Ambulance all, in the back. Like, we're all empowered to decide what we want to be. And it's not for anybody else to say who you are. So if you want to identify as a bear as a twink out of, otter, but you don't, for it. you, but, no, exactly, but, but go people for it. do, yeah, yeah. and, go for it, yeah, there's, I feel like, uh, just, yeah, <laughs> just live your, trendy self, your life, but like at the same time,
1: sort of, just like, don't feed the, the, the someone. yeah, don't yeah, call,
0: exactly. don't like, try to identify someone else, like, yeah. don't try to,
1: 'Cause it's normal, like when I hang out with my friends or whatever and we're out or we're in, we're just hanging out at home and yeah. someone's looking oh no, that's a tween and right away you got it, you yeah, know? Yeah. But we are stereotyping a person that asked. I have no idea who who is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel like um I can talk to you um all day. <laughs> and you and you can talk to me all day.
0: That's a good feeling when you're with when you're like with a, a sort of a like minded individual and you can just go off and just have a good old talk. That's yeah, that's hey.
1: Um, okay. It's connection, and also when you real when you see yourself talking a lot with one person, and 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 it doesn't matter. Um, time flies. That happened to me when my friend Ben shout out to you. Um, we went to get a coffee, and we realized it was like 9, 10 p.m. We sit down four hours to just
0: talk. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that's what it is with my boyfriend too. When we He's so cute. He's... Well, when he dri- what well, we drive, like we go on drives, like, just like through the countries. Uh, a lot of the time, like when I do these college talks in the Midwest, we drive just because we want time in the car together. You know what I mean? We want to just be able to shut the world out and just drive.
1: Nothing fun like a road trip, and then just stop in a little, oh. sm- in a, a little small town, and then you stop by there and you talk with a local and buy something, and then go ahead. Yeah, it's so cool.
0: it is. And the conversations that we have are like the best conversations that we have when we're driving because it's just us and you know sometimes we'll put on podcasts you know what I mean because that'll spark even more conversation and we just talk and talk and talk and talk and yeah I mean it's rare but it's rare. That's well, why- I don't know do you think that you could have that kind of connection with anybody no no, totally.
1: No, you cannot have that type of a connection with anybody. You and I think when you found it, when you like right now, I I believe that I want to hang out with you. Like I yeah. want to go and and have a drink or have a coffee with you and then record and then also create. I'm a really really creative yeah. person. Yeah,
0: I can tell. Like it's exciting. You should come over sometime. I live yeah. around the corner. We would love to have you. Oh, oh my yeah.
1: god. My pleasure. Because also it's it's a way of like if you have this. And you can sense that that is a f- f- potential friendship there. Mm-hmm. Don't close yourself to it. And I am pleased. And I'm honored. And I'm glad that you you allow me to to do this. And, and, and I'm really grateful and thankful for you to jump in the conversation. Is is a little part of what you do already. Um, and and like I said, we need to put information out there. So uh, to wrap it up, because again, I I feel like I can talk to you all day. Um, <laughs> If you can say, uh, "Dear queer people, here's my message to you."
0: Okay. I would say, "Dear queer people, you are all right, no matter where you are, no matter what adversity you think is impeding your process, no matter what you think you have to be in order to fit, no matter what standard." You've been trained to believe you have to live up to. You are all right. Dig deeper. Start that inner dialogue if you haven't already. Keep it going if you've dabbled in the art of inner dialogue before. Love yourself. Honor your relationship with yourself in authenticity. Live it outwardly Radiate that love out into the world. And everywhere you go, to every person that you meet, you are all right.
1: Oh, I got goosebumps when he said, Honor your true self, honor yourself. And he just. get my heart and my soul because that has been a struggle and a process uh not only to me to a lot of people and thank you so much for that beautiful message
0: oh you're welcome Um, sometimes the word vomit can turn out all right you see i told you it's kind of like um, let yourself go it's
1: like you know what more than the, a conversation right now we are letting ourselves go and yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah, beautiful that you feel so comfortable with a stranger that you just met yeah. or, or someone that you don't know anything about it and you can right away let yourself go at least yeah. expressing your thoughts.
0: don't you feel like it's kind of like throwing paint at a yeah. canvas just yeah. like splattering it like sometimes it looks like shit but sometimes it looks beautiful <laughs>
1: who is who to decide if that shit is not that's or whatever. right yeah that can be for me everything period yeah
0: if you don't like my shitty poop plants pants <laughs> pants splatter, somebody else sue me <laughs> well
1: guys thank you so much for listening this. Um, this was Dear Queer People with my special guest and the beautiful um Corey Wade um It was a pleasure to have you here. I cannot wait to have more conversations with you and keep learning from you. Thank you so much for the work that you do for our kids, for our future. Thank you for finding yourself and to become the person that you are right now. Thank you for keep changing and keep growing and allowing yourself to do that change that will help a lot of people, at least around your inner cycle as well. Um. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thanks for having me. Honestly, you are a treasure. You're a beautiful, beautiful human. I'm really, really happy we did this.
1: I'm okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys, for listening. (laughs) This was the original. Peace out.